0: Welcome to the Sodomi Show. My name is Sodomi, and I have my guest for today, Nimicry, who is a fellow graduate of the Ashley Christ Stream Coaching Program, and he's probably the most dapper person I've seen on this webcam in a long time. Nimmy, say what's up to the people, my friend.
1: Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Guys, my name is Nim, or Nim if you're feeling professional, and I am happy to be a guest on The Sodomi Show. Now, here's the thing how this works, is I actually play a bartender on Twitch. One of life's great ironies for me is I'm an engineer during the day, and I wear video game t-shirts to go to work in. I put on a vest and tie to play video games, discuss philosophy, politics, and essentially slap trolls. So, it's a lot of fun for me personally. Uh, That being said, I am quite the pugnacious fellow. And I'm pretty dapper and deft hands at, at argumentation, so feel free to check me out at the uh, twitch.tv slash nimicry. But for now, that's not why we're here. We're here to discuss this wonderful, wonderful man at the Sodomi Show. Sedomi, it's good to see you. I'm glad I could finally come on the show. I know we've been uh, talking back and forth about something and it just never lined up due to first COVID. Then, uh, you know, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor were murdered. Were murdered. Uh, then there were murder hornets somewhere. And I think we get Godzilla in August so
0: you think godzilla
1: i think godzilla you I'm, know listen I, I think godzilla
0: i'm thinking july we get the worst hurricane in, in u.s history that's something's happening
1: so is it gonna be bad because it's a hurricane or is it gonna be bad because donald trump is worse than george w bush yes okay <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to throw that out there it's like man they, they had to find him after katrina they were like george george georgie Oh, Georgie boy, New Orleans, New Orleans is calling. From lock to lock, they're floating down the street.
0: It really I mean, depends who he sees first on the meet on the meet. If he sees a stranded black man on top of rooftop, he's like, "Oh, it's fine, just a little bit of water." He sees three, three young. Like eighteen-year-old white women, we gotta save them. We need to okay, donate all of our resources. We need to take all the money we took from from Flint, take all the money we take from everywhere, and just save these three beautiful women, these three great Americans, right there.
1: You know, you know what's great about Flint is that uh, one, they still don't have clean water. Two, they uh, the reporting that was done on that by uh, Jordan Sheridan has been suppressed. And my my favorite part about this is that the people who switched the water intent they it came out they intentionally knew that it was gonna be. Less healthy, they are not facing any charges. It's the best.
0: Yeah, that's that sounds about right. That sounds 100 yeah, percent par for the course.
1: It's, it's just like, listen, you know, I would like to declare war in our country so we can get some of that sweet, sweet military-industrial complex money, and and like I don't know, build a road somewhere. Ooh. Like that'd be cool. Let's start with a road. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, and then, and then just wow. <laughs> Imagine a civil war over a simple request. What's the request? Just don't oh. kill me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like don't don't I don't you ask me a question, my bad. Here we are. So uh all right. So why don't why don't I get started with uh, with, with this? So there is an in in I have a belief that at Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, uh, whatever other social media stuff that you you have, the stuff that you use is your digital existence and that you shouldn't curate your digital existence for a couple of reasons. First, I'm going to make is the moral slippery slope argument. Now, I know a lot of people are like, oh, slippery slopes, man. that's philosophically unsound. But here's the thing. People are not perfectly rational creatures. As much as I would love to be a robot, I still have emotion. And I'm not perfectly rational. So what do I mean by the slippery slope? Meaning that, let's hypothetically say that after the Black Lives Matter stuff is no longer as popular as it is right now, people start removing bits from their timeline because they want to curate their content to create something that's bingeable, something that's appealable, something that grandma can look at my Twitter feed or whatever. I don't I don't know why. I, but but that's that. Now once you make once you once you cross the bridge to cut something for narrative purposes, to tell a story or to craft an image, you lose all resistance to doing it again. Because hey you already did it. I already cut that one thing for narrative purposes. Now, I want to draw a distinction between deleting a tweet and crafting a narrative. You can delete a tweet. A tweet is fine. It is when you are intentionally filing through your tweets, and I, I guess this is how you do on the internet. You know, you actually file through your tweets. I, okay. I have them all hard copied. you know, so I could be like, so I can I can flag it down and be like, quick, get this tweet to the press. <laughs> so you know that's that. That's that. But that's the difference. So deleting a tweet is just, it's incidental, kind of like tweeting. Meaning, you know, let's say you had a really awesome lunch at Sushi. Let's say you had some really awesome Sushi. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh man, I was down at this place. I had a great Sushi. It's pretty cheap. Boom. Now that might not be a tweet for engagement purposes, but that's who you were. That is the essence of Sodomi at that time. He's like, I felt so good about this. I'm going to tell people. And you tell people. Now, going through again and again and again and and curating you don't not necessarily there's always going to be a problem but my answer is it's the possibility also if you curate your stuff let's say you are a lot like me and you you're interested in a lot of things you talk about a lot of things sometimes you talk too much mm-hmm. i mean reference you know like re- reference what we're doing right now <laughs> uh so, so you, you you talk too much if you have a perfectly curated feed, when people come to see your other content they'll be like, this is not the same person. something is there's there's a lack of authenticity. Now I will I'm gonna assume that you're gonna give me an argument uh, for curation uh, based on some other some some growth metrics and things like that.
0: I'll be doing a little bit of that because the way one thing I think is if you need to curate your feed, I definitely think that sometimes yeah you had like maybe a rough night and you're one of those Twitter warriors. And you feel like you need to say something important that may not be important in the hindsight. Because let's be honest, the more we think about things over time, the more our brain's like, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. Or maybe you tweet something that you don't really agree with all the way, but you're kind of bandwagoning on. Because one thing Twitter's really good at, if you don't curate your feed and don't take care of who you're seeing in your own personal like followed list, is hive hive minding without realizing it. So for instance, for me, good example, I posted a some information before that was incorrect about the whole Black Lives Matter movement. And the first thing I did was I went back, I fact-checked myself, got information from multiple sources, then after realizing my information was false, I went back and deleted it because I realized it would do more harm than good if I was tweeting out fake information not only for just the moon as, t- as a total, but also me as a person. Because if I'm out here just tweeting every little thing, like retweeting every little thing I see, even though I, it makes me feel good emotionally, even though it's false, that doesn't mean I need to be tweeting it. If I just see it, and I don't take action even if I know it's wrong, then I feel like that's more wrong in that sense.
1: Okay, counterpoint. Uh, mm-hmm. you actually retweet the falseness with the caption this is this was not correct this is correct uh i or or something like i was here i'm actually here or if you need to delete you know you add another tweet being like hey listen i deleted a previous tweet because the information was incorrect erico i want to make sure that i'm not spreading you know misinformation which is a noble pursuit believe me i wish more people had that had that ethical standard of like holy shit i said something wrong okay well let me correct that and and get rid of the bad thing and and I wish more people had that. So I, I guess I guess when it says curation, I'm speaking again, it was more for the idea of okay, I wanna I wanna craft myself as being the world's greatest FPS player. I'll let people know that I am not the world's greatest FPS player. Pause for shock. <laughs> Pausing for shock. Alright, now that we've paused for shock, everybody's recovered. But if I only had, let's say, people praising my skills, right? Mm-hmm. And Somehow, I were able to get people to tweet at me and be like, "Oh, he's the best person. i will teach you how to play." And then I, I got rid of all the, all the, all the bad stuff. All the stuff of me getting just, you know, tapped. Then people might get a false impression. Now, maybe they will like, so that, that's something that I, 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 again, authenticity. I was all, i I try to be my real self as I can, and uh, I think that's that's just mentally healthy for me. I think too many people spend time trying to craft this perfect image which will ultimately lead to a lot of mental health issues. Now, we can go into that if you'd like, uh, but that's just something that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about as, as it is. Now, Sadomi, I tell me, are there any growth benefits to curating your feed?
0: So, um, when it comes to growth benefits, the first thing, and I know you've learned this too, I think if you look through uh, some of the resources in our program, but the one thing I learned for sure from curating a feed is a lot of people when you're going to find follow someone on Twitter, you generally don't follow them off the first feed you clicked. A lot of people will click the profile, and whenever you're sending a tweet, my goal is to get as many people to be intrigued to look into the profile as possible, especially for my clients. Um, I also, work with a with a more adult star too, so it's more visual. So there, I try to make sure, hey, this tweet is enticing, make sure it's clickable. So, because so, the more times they click on it, the more likely they are to click further in. As well, kind of like the once you you buy a pack of cards for any tabletop game, any trading card game, you're gonna buy more.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So whenever I'm doing that, I want to make sure that when they click it, the first thing they see, they look at like, oh, this is cool. Oh, this is cool. Oh, this is cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's great. Oh, and keep them going and going and going, because if they like that, then they're more likely to follow, which means you'll keep seeing them in your feed. You keep having a reach, and if you're running a business as a potential customer, the more impression you get on one single person, the better.
1: So I I can I and, and the reason I asked that question the way I did is because it's a great segue into you explaining your point transitioning off off of mine. Um I I can I can see that being being a thing. Uh it's just and and again, my 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 problem comes down to, you know, the businesses, whatever, you know, businesses or businesses, they're designed to make money i'm inherently skeptical of any motive that they have unless they're telling me we're here to make money like yeah i believe you i absolutely believe you Mm -hmm. you are in the business so so that's something there and again this is this is a i this is a possibility of something happening not a guarantee not a causation there's a loose correlation and it's it's a it's a line that i don't feel comfortable crossing so much so i don't do it which which makes perfect sense
0: that's fair that's fair
1: yeah, I mean, and again, so I didn't, I didn't think this was going to turn into a knockdown, out argument, oh, no. because it was just, you know, it's, this is a philosophical difference, you know, is, do you, do you, you know, I, I'm part of the screenshot me, I know what I said, culture, which is like, and, and, <laughs> and that, and that, and, but that comes from before I started streaming, I served in the Marine Corps, I'm an engineer, and I were, I, I came from political Twitter. So political Twitter, you want to talk about some you think streaming Twitter is petty? Ooh. Political I... Twitter is 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 cutthroat, man. Ooh. You get some you get some people there. I was dealing with somebody earlier today who was like, systemic racism isn't a thing. That was huh. his tweet. <laughs> now now here's the thing. My answer was all right, mate. He, 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 I was like, how so? He's like, he said, I see there were multiple sources that he said didn't didn't have anything. And and I was like, okay, well, why don't you link me one of those sources? Link me to them. And then while you're doing that, why don't you tell me about the sentencing disparity between powder cocaine and crack cocaine, because that's still on the books. Why don't you why don't you tell me about that? Another thing. Why don't you tell me about prosecutorial discretion? Why is that a thing in in, in, a, in a democracy? You know, and, and you know, I thought about I thought about a third one is uh, why don't you also tell me about the resume study? OK, why don't you tell me a little bit about that, see what happens. And, uh, you know, what's weird is I haven't gotten a response. Huh, that's weird. Hmm. His internet must be down. Now, I said him, he's welcome to come on the stream and correct me. I don't want to accidentally misgender somebody, but I think it's a sad man in his basement. And I'm going to slap a sad man in his basement about the face until he either goes away or gets intelligent. And it's fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I I am here to educate and elevate. That's what I want to do. But some people just have this hard fucking head and you gotta just hammer it, in until they learn and so you break that thing and then you get that moment of empathy and they're like oh shit i was the asshole all the time it was me yes mm. it was you you were the asshole now that you're asshole aware you can chain and work and grow and become this wonderful person that i know you can be it starts probably with getting off the 4chan forum feel like that's where and you know, I I don't know. This is this is me just being. This is, now now we're we're in the diatribe part of the of the of the of the podcast, as it were.
0: I do want to dive into that though, because I think there's oh, two different really... ways we can it's
1: absolutely dive into
0: <laughs> two different ways we can go about in uh, treating people. So Tequila. whenever <laughs> tea, but so one thing I've learned that the more you kind of attack someone for their views, the more defensive they get, which makes sense. Whenever someone's like feel attacked personally, they do tend to tense up. Like you're attacking them, but we try to focus on seeing from their perspective and seeing them as okay. So you're not necessarily wrong, but here's how it, I see it from my perspective, and then you can make your own judgments from that. I feel the All time- right, all right, mm-hmm.
1: all right. So, so I apologize. do I, oh, I, I want to. Ma- I want to mention this is that is great for the person who's on the fence. I often, in my as as a as a leftist bartending type character, and I want to mention if you guys haven't picked up on it leftist as fuck let's uh let's have unions universal health care universal college because remember education is an investment not an expense Mm -hmm. so you know let's let's have let's have that and here here's the thing the people i deal with are not the oh hey i'm having a talk with a friend who i have a minor disagree with or i'm having something who could be confused i'm usually dealing with ideologues and with ideologues i'm never gonna change the ideologue what i am gonna do is possibly change the people who are their followers. So, for example, I recently had an argument with a, uh, an acolyte of Sticks Hex and Hammer Six Six Six. Now, listen, I know that sounds like a character from the 90s in a Doom multiplayer game, but he's actually a very thin alt-right person. So, he's, and by thin, I mean like he's wispy; you could break him if he if he faced you. He would probably shit himself. Uh, you know, and I mean like if you get a chance to see him, you are like like man, didn't Chris Hansen lock you away? I know these are ad hominem attacks, but I have no respect for people who don't respect the existence of other people. So fuck him.
0: Uh,
1: a- a- anyways, anyways. So I, I was dealing, I was dealing with that with with one of his acolytes, and they kept trying to to drop things on me, and I- I'd make a point. I'd be like, All right, here's your point. Now, what do you think about that? And they shift the goalpost. And i be like, Okay, I'll attack that one. Da 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 da. And then they shift the goalpost. Finally, after about five or six times of that, I'm like, Look, you're moving the goals more than FIFA. Okay. Can you tell me? I need to know what you believe. And here's the answer. The trick to arguing with demagogues is that they actually don't have a position. Their position is that you're wrong no matter what. I want to get to your followers and I want to be I want I want to convert as many people as possible. Whereas the people you're speaking of, which they do exist, are, you know, actually genuinely on the fence as opposed to having a performative on the fence. If I were to tell you, well, I'm on the fence about universal healthcare and then go on and make a very rapier wit style argument, you might think, Nim, you're a liar. You didn't, you were, You know, you're not on the fence because you made a passionate, clever, well-reasoned argument. Mm-hmm. You're also very charismatic and handsome. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm speaking as you to me because I just assume that. You know, you're being very com- you're being very, very complimentary. Every time oh, yeah. I talk to you, you've has been
0: nice. Thank you. I try like I always try because I've noticed there's no point in me being like angry at somebody for almost anything, like yelling and like screaming or being like, "No, you're wrong. I'm right." Because I've I've never been proven wrong to myself more than whenever I'm like, "Yeah, I'm definitely right in this," because I've I've been through so much. Like I've been through so much ideology, ideology, ideologi- ideologically that I completely know that every, no matter what I think, I'm gonna, it's going to change in a few years, or it's going to slightly adjust and shift, because the more information I take in, the more perspectives I see, the more different ways I can see people doing different actions, different topics, different like sides, different stances, and so it's even gotten to a point where I, I so I did a very hard self-reflection during the whole, when I think the BLM going on right now was at the highest, I, Like when Twitter would just swarm, that was the only thing you could see I decided to go through the blue lives matter hashtag and all the other ones that were kind of dominated by that side of the argument and i just read i didn't comment i didn't like anything i just went out and read and the first thing that came to my mind was a lot of people were just scared and the more i see people are just scared i see every argument has a parallel that you may not understand so whenever a, I see a black like like mother with her child who's 18, 19, young black man going outside at night that same feeling I got across from the the children, the wives of some of the officers who were going out during those protests. And well, yes, you can take off the uniform, not show up to work cuz you can you you have the option to just leave. Versus the option of taking off your skin. You can't do that unless you're going to skin yourself. And then, I mean, at that point... Even Michael Jackson tried to bleach his skin. And you see the, how well that worked out.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, so... When I saw that, I just saw a bunch of people scared. And that kind of shifted my perspective from being... From the whole all cops are bastards thing. Before, I was like, yeah, no. Fuck the whole police. All of them. cab all the way. Now, I've shifted my brain. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe... There's just a problem with the whole system as a general, not necessarily, not necessarily all the individuals together. Sure, there are definitely some bad apples, like in any job, like in any group of people, any commune. But the problem is those bad apples have power. I think that's where we need to mainly focus on right there, at that
1: point. Okay, so let's 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 talk let's talk about this. This is this is a fun thing. So one of the things I did as a very as a, as a child. And I still do as as an adult is when I get depressed. I study the causes of genocide. Now you may be like, oh, that's not very uplifting. The answer is it's because obviously I'm I'm in a place of relative privilege, so I'm I'm fine. Like I'm I, I can look at, at su- actual suffering, not like oh, Nim, you're having a bad day, like you you feel sad, you you're worried about your content. But no no like let let me just let's let's remove the first world problems and let's step into like problems. So I I and and I have a family that's very well educated, historical. I've got family in the military that are even stationed at the Pentagon at officer level. So it's not just like, oh, we're guarding something. So here's the thing about authoritarianism. You 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 talked about fear. That mm-hmm. is correct. That is the right thing to do because these people for the longest time uh the the badge, right? The badge and the uniform represent order. Hey, they rep they represent the idea that, oh, okay, if that's there, I know everything's okay. Even if everything's falling down around me, I see that uniform, I see that badge, that means that I'm gonna be okay, most likely. There's somebody here to take care of me, there's somebody here to save me, there's somebody here to make sure that I don't get hurt. Where the converse option could be somebody sees that badge, somebody sees that uniform, like that's the person who shot one of my friends. That's the that's the symbol. Mm-hmm that decided that decided to lock me up that's the symbol that decided to do civil asset forfeiture and take the rent money so that's that's why i i, I look at that and i, I, I there's a dichotomy and you were correct with fear the thing is as as it's and i don't want to get into fedora tipping territory <laughs> fear makes people very easy to control because and that's why demagogues have such appeal and power because they offer a simple solution to a complex problem you're worried about your job your health care, your safety, your any number of issues. Believe in me, and I've got it. And that's the appeal of a demagogue. Now, once you get people on your side as a demagogue, you start. You can, if you so desire, you can start shifting the Overton window. Now, the Overton window is, for, I don't know if you're familiar with the concept. Uh, no. Okay, so the Overton window is, consider, uh, imagine an XY axis right now. So it's you've got mm-hmm. your line, yeah, yeah, your y-axis, your x-axis. A um, draw a circle of some kind. All right. Mm-hmm. That inside that bubble, inside that circle, is the limits of acceptable political discourse. Now, sometime America has been shifting farther and farther and farther and farther to the right of since I would probably say the end of Jimmy Carter, because there was the break of PATCO, the unions. Then we had Ronald Reagan, who really liked fascism and religious theocracy, as well as murdering innocent people in South America. He was real big on that. Uh, so that's that. That's something. Now we do see we do see with uh, some of the elected some of the elections uh, and and progressive politics pulling it back towards the left. And that's why. It, but it, but if if hypothetically, let's say if everything's shifted way far right, like to where you'd be in near fascist territory, if I bring up an idea of hey, everybody should have health care. Then you get called radical communist or something like that. I don't know, I, I pick you. Pick your favorite insult. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. One of
1: mine is is honestly, I am a fan of uh, libcom. I really like being called libcom. It's just, it, it takes two abbreviations and smashes them together in just a not inelegant way, which tells me that's probably their sexual technique too. Now you may be like, Nim, that's, a, that's an ad hominem. You're right, that is an ad hominem. I am absolutely directly insulting my political opponents because I don't respect them because their Fair. arguments are bad. So that's, 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 and, and I, and I, and I want to, I want to make, I want to make sure that that happens. Uh, uh, anyway, like I said, some of this is performative, but I'll, I'll have an, I'll have a, I'll have a talk with anybody, but there are times where, so I know you've had this, you've talked with somebody and it's like, you're not getting it. And I believe it's intentional. And when it gets too intentional, it's like, I, I either have to attack or leave. And as the Marine and me, even when I'm surrounded, great, I can attack from all sides. So that's a little bit, little bit, you, were, you were correct with fear. And, I, and I, I really applaud the fact that you went down through Blue Lives Matter Twitter uh, because I, I've, already seen, I've already seen all the stuff. But the cops, for me, you know, all they've done is given me tickets, kicked me out of houses, taken my friends to jail. Yeah. I, I, I've had no, even when I was down at the protests in Cincinnati at District 1, oh, like a week ago, there, the cops there i mean i'm talking they had shotguns loaded for bear fucking shotguns loaded for bear and they had one one captain out there just talking to the crowd working with stuff people were chanting They, you know we had we had no justice no peace uh justice for joy george floyd whose streets are streets you know we had a general chanting nothing nothing bad i will tell you that i had to park a mile away and carrying a case of water on my back was very heavy i, I came right from work and i was like all
0: right we're doing this Mhm. yeah i've i've the more and listen, the more i always try to look at people and kind of experiment with how they see things and how they see everything yeah it's just i've it took a lot of me to really think because i said when it comes to the police i've had Three total negative experiences Um, and and those are not not even like major ones but I think I also deliberate that to the fact that I kind of hate saying this because this is a very common piece of micro racist aggression is I speak in a very we'll say eloquent manner or I can have the ability to and I've done that in the past in public and it's kind of my normal way to say it and a lot of people Definitely have said, I speak white.
1: Yeah, he speaks so well. He's so well-spoken.
0: Yeah. That's like... I've, I've, yeah. Ugh. It's not one thing. I've I've heard that for so long. And I have actually had to speak to one of my friends uh, about it. Well, we had a discussion about it. Because, again, most of my friends who do say that, they do not mean that in a, oh, I hate black people kind of way. They say it in a, oh, it's a funny joke that I have learned but I do not understand the context of it because no one has told me the context of it.
1: Also, there is a lived context that you have that they don't in this case. Exactly, you know, where 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 it's like this this voice, this demeanor, this harmlessness show I put on may save my life. Dave Chappelle did a bit about this where he talks like, let me see if I can do it on my on my thing here. Uh, turn to the pitch. I'm here to bail my buddy out. <laughs> he, talks, he, talks, he talks super high, super high voice, and and, he, and the guy the guy says, uh, you know, well, you look like one of our uh, suspects, so we're gonna process you, and and that was that was the thing, and, and it's a performative innocence. And as a as a as a white dude, especially as a veteran and a voter, I'm loved by the system. I don't have to do that. I can mean mug cops, and they're like, whatever, it's fine. But I I, I grew where I grew up. We had... A friend of mine, Davon, lived in, like, the part of the area where the cops were always patrolling, so they found a lot of crime. It's weird. Almost, if if you over-police an area, you find more crime. Who the fuck knew? Uh, anyways. And we, one day, right, we go to get D&D books, right? Dungeons & Dragons. It's four of us. It's me, Josh, Chuck, Davon, right? We're in high school. We're juniors in high school. Chuck and Davon are senior, all right? We... Do not have a key. Davon breaks into his own house through the window that was open. Apparently the police saw this. We start. He starts throwing out bags. Just bags of stuff. Right? These big black duffel bags. And we walk to a Kroger. And the Kroger, you know, gets there. And the, they only drew their guns on Davon when the police pulled up. The other three of us, they were like, hey, get on the ground. But the, the one pointing to Davon had a gun out. And they they pulled us, they searched us. They're like, oh, we thought they thought we had drugs because there was a drug area. And when they opened up the bags, it was just D&D books. Do you know how thrown for a loop those cops were? That they were like, it's Friday night and we just busted a bunch of nerds in a Kroger parking lot going to get frozen pizza to play D&D all weekend. They told us to keep our noses clean. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. And and while I have a little... Well, while, while that was a little traumatic and funny for me, right? And, and it was. My friend had a lethal weapon pointed at him for doing something that was legal. He went into his house where he lived, where his ID said he lived, that he had his ID on him. And we carried black duffel bags.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and, you know,
1: there's nothing illegal about carrying black duffel bags. Also, officers... In Colerain, uh Township, Ohio, is where this happened. Uh, if if you um if we were drug masterminds, don't you think we would have gotten a car? Do you really think we would have been like, wow, we have all this cocaine? Let's walk down the street with it. Exactly. You know, like, I just I just I, I can't. I, I again, and that's and that's just one thing. And he we were stopped because they were like somebody called it in. We never did find out who called it in. And in that neighborhood, nobody called nobody called the police in that. Neighborhood. Because every time the police got called, it was an arrest. And people were like, shit, I gotta do stuff. That was an absolutely a working class. Thing. And again, I, I tell the story not to be like, oh, my, my struggle is the same as yours. It's like, no, no, no. I was in the same situation and had less danger threshold. Like, just just because of me. Why didn't they pull a gun on me?
0: Yeah, it's it's... Black men are assumed to be dangerous. We are assumed to be just second class citizens we are assumed that we have done a crime without actually doing anything because for a a fact that i've done things for instance i like to go walking at late at night i love doing it because it's quiet no one's out it's the stars are pretty but unless i'm in an apartment complex where everyone else it's just like closed there's no outside integration i don't do that Like, right now, where I live, I wouldn't go outside and walk around at 2 a.m. Why? Because, well, yeah, black man walking at night, we we already know how that could end. It could be bad.
1: Yeah, you you fit a description somehow. You know, and and it's it's not even like, well, the suspect was in a car. Well, okay, I'm walking. I have no car with me, clearly. You can search me. You can search me for the car. It's fine. You won't find it. I, 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 and I, I, I understand. that I, I'm sorry that that has to happen to you, Sonomi. Because, you know, there are so many criminal... Th- there's, there's a paradox that I want to bring up. The, mm-hmm. the more harmful a crime is to greater number of people, the more it's celebrated in our system. So, for example, uh, a robbery is very vilified. Drug dealing is considered very vilification. Unless you get to a certain set of uh, proficiency, then there's some type of mythos about it. But let's say you're a dude who robs pension and make and, you know puts 100,000 people out of out of retirement. Yeah, okay, you might get a year, 3 years. Let's say you go bomb a country for oil. Then Ellen DeGeneres rehabilitates your image and starts dancing with you. Even though, you know, you're the direct cause of 200,000 deaths. It's Eddie Izzard did a bit about this where he's like, you know, you kill one person, they shoot you in the face. You kill 10 people, they send you to Texas and electrocute you. You kill 100 people, they put you in a padded room and look at you through a glass window. Any more than that, and we're kind of like, that's very impressive. You must get up very early in the morning. Your calendar must be, you know, death, 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 tea, death, 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 light lunch, death, 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 shower, and then bed. I mean, that's that's... It's a thing. It's a thing that happens. That so, I, like I said, I don't know, mean I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to figure stuff out.
0: Yeah. Also, sorry, I was kind of like multitasking because I hate bringing attention to these things because
1: I saw, I saw the red message in on OBS. I got the chat up and I saw the red message.
0: Yeah. That's the one thing I always hate is giving attention to it because when you give attention to it, you know that's what they want. Duh. But I've always, I'm always open to open discourse like if you hate me because i'm a nigger okay cool fine fuck it it is what it is you know all right do your thing but if you're open to open discourse free to message me i literally am okay like if you have preconceptions and i bring this ass assay or anyone if you have any questions about me my black experience me being black me being like a black male anything if you're legit asking because you want to find like an answer like hey why do this why does this happen i'll talk to you about it because again a lot of people have not understood like what it's like to be in my life and what experiences i've had so the only thing i can do is share it so i never want to spread hate about it. like oh my god you're a jerk you're a butt you're a racist no the first thing i understand i think is you just don't know like you're probably scared you probably don't un- just don't understand something the one thing humans are really good at is when they're not understanding of things they hate and they yell and they cry and they just don't know what to do
1: well, under- history. Is a litany of getting shit just dead wrong. If you want to know how crazy humans are, we have the ability to destroy the entire planet we live on, and some people have the neurological disorder to wish for it. I don't I, I happen to like where I'm at right now. You know, I've got I've got a drink, I've got some tequila, pleasant conversation, it's air conditioned. This is a great place. I would like to see where this goes. Because you know, you never know what's gonna happen. I can't wait till like cybernetic enhancements might come around before I die. Volunteer, yes, me right here. Give me the super strength, and and I, I'm I'm down. I am down. Well, sir, it may not work. I'm 85. Fuck it, let's do it. You know, let's let let's. Oh, what happens? Oh, I'm gonna die soon enough. I look, I drink a lot. I've had a lot of stress. I hate myself normally. If I make it to 85 fuck yeah you know, you know that, that, that's that's what happens like I'm just I'm there so I but but again it, and I, I like the idea of you being kind enough to educate people on your experience as as you know and I, and I hate to say this phrase because it, it, it's part of the, the the woke culture and I and I hate the phrase woke because it's like look I get that you guys just got socially conscious uh Charlie and Rebecca but like tone it down a little bit. <laughs> I, I hate the word "woke" for that because I, I see that all the time, and, and uh, it's, it's uh, you know, as an as an ally, I can't. I can only tell you my experience. I have to ask somebody else for that, right? I because some people are like, well, Nim, you know, why is it that you know race X does Y crime? And it's like, okay, well, I can give you statistical factors, and I can tell you policy, but if you want to talk to an actual person, uh, there's a bunch of them most people wills and then i always get the the straw man oh every time i ask they say it's not my job to educate you like really you talk i bet you talk to one person and we're an asshole so they were like i'm not dealing with you because i've talked to a bunch of people and every time i talk to somebody they're being like oh yeah then what do you want to know i'll tell you whatever you want to know basically because i because i come on because i come on there and i'm like you know hey listen i I try to do it private i try not to draw attention to it uh, or it'd be like, hey, tell me tell me about this. And most people are like, yeah. And, and like like Fifth Circle Sin said in chat there, I'll educate and ask politely as you can. That is literally the thing. If yeah. somebody doing you a favor, you don't go up and be like, hey, bitch. You know,
0: mm-hmm. you'd
1: you, 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 you be like, hey, could, you know, friend, friendo, internet dweller, help me. That was a real slap, by the way.
0: I believe it. There i heard i I heard i watched wwe i know i know slaps when i hear them
1: (laughs) all right cool cool i was gonna i was gonna say
0: (sighs) but yeah so essentially the way yeah like i said if you ever have any questions about anything you can approach you'd be surprised a lot of people are actually okay talking about this stuff especially if you word it in a way where you're just simply hey uh so i don't have this experience i don't know what it's like how do you feel about police officers or like why is the stereotype about fried chicken? Why is there a stereotype about the what's the sagging jeans part? What is like any of that? And if you ask people, you can legit just ask ninety. If and, and you know this is gonna go. If you this is for everyone, for any industry, any part of life. If you just ask, you'll be surprised at what answers you'll get. A lot so of times, you'll the, get a yes.
1: So 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 here here's the thing, right? Like I'm gonna let you know. Like we we all know we're, we're a lot of us are anime nerds here. I assume. Yep. Right, Uncle Iroh said one of the greatest joys in life is sharing tea with a stranger. Do you know how many cool people I've met just because like I've been at a bar talking? And yeah, okay, I might spend $3 on a pint. Oh no, I spent $3 and I learned that this dude was a guard to President, you know, Reagan. And he was actually in the White House and I got to hear a fun story about how Nancy Reagan, you know, decided to go to hit the Gipper with a slipper when he wouldn't do his exercises. That's that's apocrypha, that's secret knowledge that it doesn't mean anything, but it, it enriches, it paints a more vivid picture, it rounds out an image. Just like, you know, it, it's almost like a fast ticket to becoming, to inside jokes. Cause you have your best friends and your best friends, you know what's going on. And then what if you let somebody in on those jokes and I'm like, Oh my God, the richness of this relationship is amazing. So that's, that's where, that's where I'm at. So yeah, like I said, you know, and, and I, I think about that. I, I, for years and years, I was a philosophical Taoist. So, and, and by that, I, there's a religious Taoism and I'm, that's with the eight immortals. I'm not worried about that, not important, but mm-hmm. I, I, I still pretty much follow the philosophical Taoism. And part of it is this fluidity of, of philosophy. And, and not of central points, but of, oh, okay, well, a knife is sharp. Well, a knife is also blunt. A knife is also flat. A knife is also cold. A knife is also hard. And oftentimes, if you just carefully apply force, the right amount of finesse, you can turn a problem into a friend. It's very simple. Because I'm sure, Sedomi, you've spoken to people who have been, like, a little aggressive out at first and been like, oh, shit, Sedomi's a good dude. I love Sedomi.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know That's- there's a few people in this chat, too, who have kind of had that same... Initial like I don't really agree with what you said And then I put perspective as in like Well this is how I feel and why I feel like that And you have your own reasons why you feel like that And that's okay But I want to tell you how I feel And I definitely know people have appreciated that Because I think a lot of people just feel attacked Like that's one thing too I don't like about When it comes to a lot of people on Twitter When they're talking They're very aggressive And well, you have to have to be with some people But at the same time It's i read the art of war
1: oh i have two it's great yeah it's wonderful
0: and so the one thing i did learn from that was knowing your enemy is i use enemy very loosely here
1: no i i, I know Oppo- uh, uh, opponent ideological opponent yeah debate opponent i yeah you're not you're not saying enemy and like i'm gonna slay you
0: yes knowing them is the most important way to know yourself and know how you want to proceed, because I would have a completely different conversation with you than I would with MAGA loving racist ass Joe McKenzie or something. Totally oh, different Randall. conversation.
1: We know Randall. <laughs> or I don't Randall. know why I'm picking. On, I don't know why I'm picking on Randall. I'm sorry if there's a Randall in <laughs> chat it's just one of these things that there was a joke previous to the stream where nascar banned all of the confederate flags and you always get this trope of well this is america love it or leave it while they're wearing the rebel flag and it's like well you're wearing something that symbolizes leaving the country so bye randall you know as opposed to (laughs) to bye felicia like i don't i don't know what to say i can't i i don't i don't you know it's one of those one of those things so, I, I mean, I, I, I look at it like this. You know, I, I, I try to meet, when it comes to talking to people, to convince people, because, so mean, so far you've heard me release diatribe after diatribe, kidney shot after kidney shot after kidney shot, and justly, might I add, because fuck those people who I have been attacking, they are terrible people. <laughs> but here's, But here's where I extend the olive branch. All right, you guys ready for the razzle-dazzle olive branch? All right, here's how this happens. In order to change somebody's mind, have to meet them where they are so if I for example talk about if I if I talk about let's say uh so Sodomi, what do you think of uh
0: Hegelian dialectics I'm lost
1: okay so, <laughs> so here's the thing right Hegelian dialectics is when when thing and anti-thing clash once they clash they form a synthesis and ultimately a stronger more true concept mm. or more perfect form that's Hegelian dialectics in a nutshell and that applies to a whole bunch of other things, the master-slave relationship that Heigl says, and there's a whole bunch of things. So so here's, here's the thing that I want to say about that is, but if I talk to you about, well, let's talk about uh, economics, right? Let's talk about uh, why are you getting, you know, X dollars an hour when you've been there at four years and new hires are getting X dollars plus 10 cents and they just got hired. Now mm-hmm. that's something there. So so from there then we talk about more and more and more and more things. And eventually, if I meet you where you are, I can talk to you and you may take a trip with me. You may go, you may follow me, or I may pull you away from where I think you were if it was in a dark place. That's how I, I de radicalized somebody who was very familiar, very very, big into the alt-right and Nazi stuff. And I was like, look, you're my friend, man. I've known you for years. Let me pull you back from this. And I and I and, and I it worked because I was already a friend of his. So it's it's not. I think that was part of it. Where it's like, oh, Aaron's a good guy, you know. Nim's a good guy. He knows. He knows. He knows what's up. He's always been right. He's always helped me. Maybe I could listen to him, and I and I slowly start exposing him to things that were less hateful. Because what they wanted to do is when you when you want when you want to radicalize somebody, one of the first things you do is you cut them off from sources that you don't control. So mm-hmm. that way, that way, everybody who they talk to is a part of the in group and a part of the circle and reinforces things. And then certain people, once you're primed for hate, it doesn't take long to drill down, to peel the onion layers back, right? You're already in the hateful group. And then by the time you drill a couple layers down, you might get things you're like, man, I should leave this, I'm not happy. Well, you already cut everybody else off. Who's there? Very few people can go it alone. And And, you know, we're humans, we're social creatures. That's what we do. We like friends, we like family. You know, nobody's like, I can't wait to go out and just slap somebody in the face just randomly. I mean, maybe like a 15 year old teenager who likes My Chemical Romance, you know.
0: Hey, don't I attack know. MCR.
1: Hey, I love it. <laughs> There's nothing I can say to DMCA. Please. This chat. This chat. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, look, I got, I have. So, so I mentor a kid, me and Roxanne. Yes, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Uh, but but I, I I mentor a young lady, uh, you know I'm not gonna say her name on on, on stream. But um, she she happened like she has all my old trip pants. Like I had the Black Parade conductor's coat. I had the vintage trip pants. She can wear them all. I gave them all to her, and she just came out like looking looking all fly. And she goes to the rich school. Like she goes to the rich. Like there's seven churches around this school, and a lot of money in the area. So mm. she came out there, and they were like. Oh my god, she's a Satanist. It's like, no, she's not. She's just a 16-year-old girl who is expressing herself and has a terrible home life. So she comes with with me and Roxanne and we try to make sure that she's educated and that we try to try I a lot of people will be like, oh, you're very pretty. It's like, no no, that's great. Now tell me about physics. Because I, when I first met her, she was 12, and she really liked science. So I had I had just graduated college. I had a physics textbook in the back of my car that I couldn't sell back. I gave it to her, and she's like, "Oh, I can read this." Yeah, yeah. Let's you can you can you can read this. And I was like, "If you take it, though, I'm gonna quiz you on the first chapter." And she was at a cookout in the middle of July, sitting under a tree, reading a physics a college level physics textbook as an eighth grader, and she did pretty good on the quiz. Wow. She got like most she got most of them right. But that, that, that young lady that young lady is as near that, that young lady is like a daughter to me. You know, I refer to her as my daughter because I'm never gonna have kids. Like I'm just not I got a lot of hate and a lot of violence in my past that I don't want to pass on and I'm trying not to pass it on in my dealings, but it's something I haven't been able to overcome yet. So that's why I'm but this young lady is is a daughter to me and I I care about her very deeply. Anyways, that's been that's been a little bit of emotion from uh, your pal and yeah,
0: That's met. awesome so, though. I'm glad you. I'm glad you found that kind, of, that connection, that per, that kind of um way to pass on your knowledge and just also mentorship.
1: Yeah, I, I look. It's it, it's it's. I enjoy it. Um, and she's she's a good. She's she's a really good kid. I mean, there are times where obviously no kid is perfect, just like nobody is perfect. But I'll I'll tell you what. You know, she always talks to me when there's a problem. She always talks to me if there's something she needs, and I'm I'm down. I'm absolutely down to, to be like, yeah, let's look, we can handle this. There's a problem. I actually taught her how to argue disingenuously because people were were attacking her. Mm-hmm. And so I, I taught her how to do whataboutism? Like I taught her how to do like, oh, it was, it was it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. I'm like, oh, so so when they attack you, just be like, hey, this is a thing. This is what's going on. Uh, what about this person? What about this person? Why did Michaela decide to give a hand job to somebody behind the bleachers? Ooh. Oh. Oh. Yeah, just throw that out there. It doesn't even have to be true. I told him. I told her like it doesn't even have to be true. Let them deny it because once they deny it, then they're still talking about it because there were people spreading very vicious rumors about her at her school. Mm. And as we know, children can be very, very uh,
0: assholes. Children are assholes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Children are assholes. Uh, so that's one of those things. So I, 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 again, you don't attack people who are important to me not without a response. Sometimes I let stuff go, but believe me, if I have the ability to twist the knife, I fucking will. Because there are very few people that are important to me, and most of them can defend themselves. But when it comes, when I feel it's time for me to step in, I want to be like Sauron and Lord of the fucking Rings.
0: Just destroy the whole (laughs) thing. Just start, just
1: start. Yeah, like, like, no. No. You better pray for a miracle and mercy from God, because I got none for you. Yeah, but again... But or or you could take the, the the logical road and not fuck with the people that are important to me. It's very simple. Yeah. Because you know, because especially if my if because because if, if if the young lady were to come and be like, "Nah, I started a fight and then I got beat up." Like, well, why did you start a fight? Don't do that. Everything was cool until you started a problem. You know, that's that's that. You know, what's weird is I get all of my pugnaciousness from my from my uh, my mom, my mm-hmm. dad is kind of like if white bread learned piano, that level of interesting. Uh,
0: Actually, I mean, that'd be kind of not... fun, though. Like, no, imagine no, a like... slice of bread just on the piano.
1: No, 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 Not the actual bread, but, like, the Dude. level of coolness that white bread is. Not artisanal bread, <laughs> just, just like, wonder bread.
0: Just 99-cent loaf.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, like, store brand <laughs> knows piano. Not even, like, good piano. Not like he's playing, you know, super symphonies or anything. Uh, he's not playing the Eroica, Beethoven's third. He's not, I mean, like, you know, he can plink through Ode to Joy. And that that's him. And he's, uh, yeah, yeah, where, where you know, my, my mother is is much more. She grew up in a very low-income, violent environment. She's smaller than me. And I remember my grandmother using this exact phrase. Back in high school, Tim, your mother rolled three bitches down the stairs. <laughs> now, my grandmother didn't swear often. That stuck out at me, and my mother is an attorney. At this point, she's looking. She's like, "Uh, mom, don't tell, don't tell that story." I'm like, "No, that's hilarious. Are you kidding me? Because I got, I got in trouble for fighting, and I, and I was like, I was like, Grandma's got my back. Grandma's like, Hey, listen, don't get in too much trouble now, because if I remember correctly, you got into multiple, uh, you got into multiple uh, instances of altercation, and I will tell you, I got out of, I, I on the on the car ride home." I was not grounded that day. Like I was, I was ungrounded because I was like, "Hey, Ma, you know, uh, three, I got to fight with one dude in the hallway. You threw people down the stairs. <laughs> so this is, it's like, and, and, and to her credit, I remember her being like, "Yeah, yeah, that wasn't right." And then, and then I got home, and she's she she's she like, "You can go play video games." Yes, video games. Uh. At that time, at that time, it was Morrowind. God, Morrowind was so good.
0: Ooh, yeah, yeah, you don't want to be away from Morrowind. Once you're, no, I didn't. Nah. Are you kidding me? Ooh, mm-hmm. I was
1: I had floaty cloak and Jesus pants. Oof. So so uh in, in for those who don't familiar, for those who are not familiar with that, uh in Morrowind you could create constant enchantments of certain very useful travel spells, one of which was water walking. So if you put it on exquisite pants, uh, you could you could have a constant uh, enchantment of water walking, and I called it Jesus pants. And so I'd wear those. And then Floaty Cloak was an exquisite cloak that I gave a constant one point of levitation so I could just levitate across the map. Oh, it was was so much fun. I enjoyed it a great deal.
0: Oh, man. Actually, that brings me back because the first time I experienced the Elder Scrolls was Oblivion.
1: Ooh, that's a good one too.
0: And that was at boarding school. My friend Evan let me use his PC a few times. And so I went to a boarding school in virginia and the problem with this boarding school was well i wanted to go there first of all not necessarily that one just boarding school in general i saw harry potter i saw Zoe 101 i saw all the cool things and i was like you know what let me go let me leave new jersey for a bit let me go find a fun place and just kind of hang out and see what it's like and so i went
1: also leaving new jersey probably you were like yeah i've seen enough We're we're good
0: i like jersey but i'll get into why i like jersey later so i go down there and there's a surprising amount of confederate flags in like the students bedrooms because each student had their own bed not their own bedroom but they had a, room- a roommate and i know at least f- it was a 200 person 200 200 student school with the mix-up was about 100 100 white uh about 30 or 40 uh asian and international 20 20 students that are black And the rest kind of mixed All between Native American uh, Latino all kind of All over the place And there were a lot of Confederate flags there was I think 10 different Rooms with them in them And now back then I didn't think much of it I was like oh I guess that's just southern heritage Cool but as I got Older it stuck out to me about how How that pride for that was so strong at such a young age. And then over time, I've noticed some of the incidents at my school kind of didn't sit well with me as an adult. If you told me what happened with... um, So, I got expelled from that school. Expelled. Asked asked to leave. But, you know, expelled. I had done three things. I got into a fight with a student who had used the N-word previously in a conversation justified
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no no like that's like that's like, that, like I'm, I'm a polish heritage and i had family that died in uh in in some some camps and if you were to come up like my my boss at work always uses the phrase arbach met frei, which means work means freedom that was the that was the slant that was the above the gate at auschwitz and i i told him one day i was like hey you know what that's from right and, and he doesn't he hasn't put it together because like I haven't really told him too much, because it's one of those things. It's like you speak so well. It's it's in that category.
0: Plus, I'm mm-hmm. getting a
1: paycheck, so it's like, oh, I gotta swallow my tongue up. Mm. I apologize for interrupting, but I, I am very familiar with the justification. Let's put it that <laughs> way. Yeah. Very. Fam- hey, you racial epithet. What?
0: <clears throat> yeah, I just I just came in and slapped the shit out of him while he was on the phone with his mom, and it was, I don't know, it just it just felt good. I'd do it again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah second incident i forgot what it was it was another incident though third incident um so i was behind in my studies because I, I i can't study i can't sit down to focus i have really bad add i've i should i everyone who saw me who knows me would know yeah so don't let me sit down focus on anything pff, good luck so behind in my studies and we weren't allowed to stay up past our bedtimes to sorry past lights out but essentially bedtime to do extra work, but I need that time. So I did anyway. And then I came in, security guard, security guard was chill. He was like, Yeah, just go cut your lights out in like 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, fine. So I did that. And as I went out, I'm stressing out. I'm like, Whew, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm stressed. I go outside. And mind you, I'm like sleep deprived as hell, because it's like three in the morning. Only like, like I had football practice the day before. I'm just just tired as hell. I go outside and I just exhaust exhaustively put my hand on the on the wall so I hold myself up just like smack and I look up and a painting was there and I broke the glass on the painting and I'm like shit and I knew I was gonna get in trouble for it so I didn't say anything but I know they had cameras like in the hallway so my first response was like, "Why the fuck do they put ex- like expensive glass paintings in a boy's dormitory of thirteen to yeah. twenty year olds?"
1: Yeah. yeah, that's a bad tactic there.
0: Yeah, so I go back in my room and I'm stressed. And I'm like, "I'm gonna get in trouble for that. It's gonna suck." And then I wake up, do all my classes, and in the middle of class, they call me to I think the headmaster's office. And the headmaster tells me, so he calls your mom, and when can she pick you up? And I'm like, no, I'm if I, I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna show up in a body bag. No, <laughs> she gonna kill me. And so instead, I was like, I can just be released to. I can call my mom, release to my. Um. So there's a lovely woman there too. Uh, her name Lisa. She was essentially my mother while I was down there. Awesome lady, love her to death. And you give her a call. I stayed with her for a few, for like a day. They took me down to the train station. I took the train down and let me tell you, my mom didn't believe me. I got kicked out. She did not believe me. She she was like, the fuck? No, get back on the train. Go back. Literally, she sent me back on the train, back down to Virginia the same day. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, this is going to go good. And let me tell you, I show up on campus at like nine o'clock at night. The headmaster is sitting there at the front door. And I'm like, hi, I'm back. He just stops Dennis tracks and gives me this look right here. He says nothing for a good 10 minutes. And I'm sitting there with my bags. My arms are getting heavy. Just awkward as hell. I'm scared to move because my brain's like, does he think I want to do anything? Does he, does he like, I don't, I didn't know what to feel. And he's just this old white dude. Like this man was old as old as dirt. Like I'm pretty sure his gram, his grandpa owned slaves at one point. Like that old.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I get, I get, I get the, I get the argument.
0: And so, looking back, I got expelled for getting into a fight that was with a kid who did, said uh, some racist right. shit. Yeah, exactly. Broke a painting unintentionally.
1: Wait, hold, on. hold on, did you actually break the painting or just oh, the the frame?
0: Just the glass covering of it.
1: I, it's glass. It's plate glass. Yeah. Fine. Plate glass is you can plate glass anywhere.
0: Yeah. And mind you, there's one other student. His name was Taylor. He still he was he graduated from that school, but he got caught selling weed four times.
1: Seems like an expellable offense.
0: He cheated on tests.
1: Again, another expellable offense.
0: And left campus without permission multiple times.
1: Eh, uh, detention at, at certain points. But, yeah. but I, I get what you're good at.
0: Yeah. He graduated from there. And also, his parents bought a building.
1: Ah, that's... There it is. That's the, the money trick. Money solves everything. Yeah. You know, and, it's like...
0: like uh, yeah. So at that point, my brain was like, you know what? I learned something that day. I learned that, well... Life rules fucking made up (laughs) rules don't matter rules only matter if you rules are a guideline are a guideline it all depends on who is breaking the rules and under what circumstance so that kind of gave me the whole like i'm different i have to run my life differently than some of the people i see
1: so dummy why don't we have a toast to taylor's parents taylor's parents you're probably still cleaning up after his messes
0: Also, fuck I just, you.
1: I, yeah. No. Wait. Me. No. no okay.
0: Taylor. Okay. Yeah. I was
1: gonna say. I was like, look, I probably deserve it at some level. It's fine. I just want to be specific <laughs> as to why I deserve it. Like that way, I can address and change and grow as a person. You know, because otherwise, it's just like, it was a general fuck you. Like, all right, I get it. I'm not for everyone. <laughs> I understand that. i uh, would just, you know, wipe off somebody's daughter and
0: leave. Damn, <laughs> you're fantastic. You're a treat right. to the world.
1: I, I'd like to. I would personally like to think so. Now there was a question asked in chat. Um, and I, I admit, I don't know if you saw it. I, I responded to it because I, I we, you were in the middle of your story and I didn't want to interrupt it because I have a nasty habit of talking too much mm-hmm. and streaming. <laughs> uh, so, so that's that's that. Uh, and it, the answer was well, originally it was asked by Fitz Sin and then later uh, sent out by uh, the network. Uh, Nimicry and Sudomi, what do we do now? That we're in a world of protest and waiting for change. I'll start if you don't mind. Go right ahead. All right. So, so here's the thing. The first thing that you want to do is you want to have unified demands and you want to show class solidarity. Your problem is not with necessarily the police, as it were. Now, now you take go with me here. All right. It's the fact that the police enforce a system that is racist that profits off unpaid labor slavery as we know slavery is illegal unless it's for the conviction of a crime and by the way for those interested in slave labor uh, you can check out Applebee's, Skillcraft, McDonald's and AquaStar. So there you go if you're interested in those uh, those companies. Uh, so that's something there. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I understand you just pasted it. Hey, uh, so so that, that'll that be that. Um, The other thing I want to say is you want to get a unified demand because Collective action is the only thing that holds power accountable because power as a whole can just put a thumb on you. It can just be like, hey, here's a thumb, squash this person. But it's hard to squash two people. It's really hard to squash 2,000 people, especially when those 2,000 people are not only well-organized, but have demands. Think about it this way, guys. A couple of years ago, we're getting things now that would never be thought of, and this is after two weeks of protest. Because unlike the police who have been working long days forever for, for this, we ha- can rotate people in and out, in and out, in and out. And COVID means that a lot of people are already out of jobs. So we can come together as communities and use the power of community organization and win a war of attrition. My thing that we should do, I think, is we should absolutely follow what Campaign Zero was saying. It started at the original, uh, at the outset of Black Lives Matter, uh, the original movement. Uh, and that, be- that being said, Uh, about community policing, police reform, police union, uh, you know, holding to account civilian review of police boards, special prosecutors every time there's a shooting involved because you have too much of an incestuous relationship. I also think that we should push for social programs. And what I mean is, because here's the thing, like, if you have... I've I've known people who have sold cocaine in high amounts. I've known people who have done that. And I will tell you that those people were industrious, strong, clever, and smart. If they had a lane to make a decent amount of money that was available to them and not like, Oh, you climbed Mount Everest. Good job. Here's 40 K a year. They wouldn't do, they wouldn't worry about it. So what causes problems is inequality of wealth and resources because nobody, nobody who just had a good orgasm and is living in a good place is ready to be like, let's overthrow the fucking system. So if you have a bunch of people that are willing to overthrow the system, may- and you like the system, maybe you should be like, let's redress the fucking grievances. And I know there are going to be people who may watch this who jack off with the Constitution. They usually wear flags that are traitor symbols, and they're like, oh, Constitution, Second second Amendment. But but like part of the redress of grievances is in the First Amendment, which you guys claim to love, even though when people express their First Amendment rights, you're like, stop those protesters. I'm talking to you fucking Sean Hannity all right there we go Mm -hmm. so that was that was that was my answer to that question (laughs) so
0: my answer to the question and the question just so we make sure we reiterate for everybody we forgot it was what do we do now that we're in a world of protest and waiting for change um first thing i say is it's like nim said don't wait just keep at it like when when the black lives matter hashtag slow down because they're gonna slow down that's how social media works uh keep it alive if you see nothing's been posted in a while, like, hey, just remember, our government's still fucking attrition, uh, uh, abhorrent, and people of color have probably the worst American experience you could probably have, make sure you always stand up for that. And also, make friends who do not agree with you. That's the first thing I'll say. If you ever, if you, if you look at your friend group and you can't be like, damn, but Jim, he, he thinks kind of weird, and all your friends are like, no, they all think pretty level headedly, then you kind of don't have a good enough friend group. You need to have more diversity in that. Because if you have more diversity in that, you can get access to people who may not understand what we go through, what people go through, what the problems are. So they're, so shedding that light to them and also learning from their perspective, like how they may see that, you get more information and you get a better chance to really hammer home your point about what we can do. For instance, I have friends who are completely blue Lives matter i have friends who are like i have friends whose parents are cops i have friends who do not i'm the only black person they interact with and i have my own personal duty almost to give them that perspective so that's what i I say from a social aspect that's what you do along following everything them say because that was beautiful
1: all right, uh, Saddami. So allow me. Allow me to, to put this in a, in another way. What you said. <laughs> so I I think that it's good to have friends and associates and colleagues that don't agree with you politically, philosophically, or ideologically. Because what that does is that lets you you make arguments with them, and it lets you hammer out the weak points of your argument, and you create this sharp well-crafted argument which then when you deliver it it's not like oh there are a bunch of these easy loopholes and things to exploit and ways to get turned around it's like no no no. you've already tested your ideology you know in internet blood sports as it were and then you can be like this is what i mean and that's part of what i do is i engage that's that's part of my brand is i run the stream like i would a bar or a nightclub we can talk about whatever you want but keep in mind that some of the patrons if you if, if you pop off they're vicious, and they're not vicious in like you're dumb, you're stupid, you're wrong. They're like, all right, let's do this. We're gonna go. Th- we're gonna have academic, rigorous discourse. And I forgot to bring the KY, so <laughs> get ready. Uh, to quote a uh, quote, street philosopher known as O'Shea Jackson or also Ice Cube, no Vaseline. Mm. That's what happened. Look, I, look, I, I, you know, some pe- you know, some people are fighters, some people are peacemakers, some people are seekers of consensus, some people are molders of consensus. I try to be a molder of consensus, and I am a bit of a fighter. Uh, but you know, we also need we also need people so don't mean, who are more I don't passive is not the right word who are more uh,
0: empathetic. You'd say
1: olive olive branchy who are more willing to yeah. reach out. I'm willing I'm willing to reach out a lot of times, but the people I often deal with are at the extreme, so you really mm-hmm. can't reach out to them. Whereas yeah. a lot of the people you deal with may may be savable, like they may be like, hey, listen, you know, uh, we you, like guys. It's not that bad. Trust me, you can come here. It's fine. It's okay. We're cool. Also want to bring up something. This is a completely tangent. You're ready for whiplash. hmm I think Idris Elba would be the next James Bond
0: No, fair yeah, He, and f- because, and and he fits the, every guy, cla- classification for it
1: And here's the guy the guy who, who owns James Bond is like Idris Elba is too street He can't be James Bond and I was like, what are you talking about? Have you seen luther? I mean like what are you kidding me? He'd be perfect. Daniel Craig, like you're telling me you like Daniel Craig, but not Idris Elba. Daniel Craig doesn't have charisma. Bond has charisma. Like he talks he talks people out of nuclear codes with charisma. Like Daniel Craig just looks like I don't know, he freebased a little bit and then is in good shape. Like oh freebase for t 90 x gives you Daniel Craig. Oh. I'm sure he's and here's the thing. I saw Daniel Craig. In early British television, like before he became famous, Uh-huh. and he still looks like that. He's got Sean Connery face, oh, no. where he just he just looks old. Except oh. he's got deep lines. He's a lot like Arizona. You know, the most far famous place of Arizona is the is the Grand Canyon. Objectively, the place where there's the least amount of Arizona.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with and with Idris too. Let, let's take it from a, a pure sex appeal thing too. Do you know how many women would love was EJ Elba in that role? Do you know how many people who just think EJ Elba is beautiful, and not only that, yeah. he this that would be so because I I can't understand. And I, someone actually brought this up to me, not about EJ Elba but about superheroes. In what narrative context does their skin color matter?
1: So so here's the thing. Uh, originally, as we know, back when when comics were started, there were there was the comics code. The comics code uh, dictated a couple of different things. Stan Lee actually broke the comics code. Uh, So did did DC. That's why uh, a little bit. That's why the Joker was always captured in every comic. Because the villain had to be wrapped up by the end of uh, the comic. Also, the original Frankenstein movie, when that was out, uh, it meant that all monsters had to die at the end of the movie. So even though you see Frankenstein playing with this little girl, it was and, and just giving flowers and, and not doing anything. It was recut to assume that he murdered her to, in order to increase sympathy. Uh, the other thing is that that while you could potentially do a really cool Marcus Garvey Pan African World type thing, and I, that would be awesome to see. The problem is general mainstream comics don't delve that deep into actually fleshing that out and doing it justice. It becomes tokenism, like Earth Two. I don't know if you're familiar with Earth 2, but it's it's basically palette swap all the Justice League. Mm. And you're like, okay, that's great, but this this doesn't... that Again, I feel like that's pandering. I feel like that would be a pandering move.
0: Yeah, so, so let um, me hit your... So let me blow your mind real quick.
1: All right, so the fact
0: that this is even a conversation that we have to think about why a character should be black versus like we never asked like oh why is he a white male for a character for character role
1: yeah yeah i mean i mean narratively i i the story you know he crashed land so so let's walk through superman superman Mm -hmm. my favorite superhero of all time i love superman he is the yardstick by which all superheroes are measured and i find that superman often does moral action you know if you what would superman do odds are fucking heroic and be humble about it great so let's, let's, let's talk. So Superman comes from a planet far away, Krypton, right? hmm And comes to our planet and crash lands in Nebraska. Now, as an alien, he is not bound by the traditional, what, what would be the traditional dominant racial group in Nebraska. He could have been anything. He could have been secretly green. He could have been blue. He could have been uh, chrome. could have been black. There's no reason not. There's no reason not to do that, other than the fact that it probably was the thoughts that, well, if we have a black superhero, no one's gonna buy it. And maybe back then that might have been the case. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not 100% on that. I will say though, it's still fucking wrong, because there's no narrative reason. Like you, you brought this up, and it makes me think about that. It's like there's no narrative reason. We have green alien. The Martian Manhunter is green and can shape shift. You could have been like, even if you wanted to crypto it, be like, well, Superman's actually you know, he's he's black, but in order to fit into Kansas in the 1930s he has uh, stealth technology from his ship to help him blend in with the local populace. Boom. One line of dialogue, and it's gone. It's done.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks. Oh, oh,
1: there's, there's a question in the chat that I think you might want to read.
0: Ooh, okay. What about Disney's choice to make Ariel a black princess in the live actually remake? I've seen quite a black Quite a few black women well-known on social media who are sort of against it because it was like a cheap and with adding diversity into their franchise. Um, I think that is... Like I said, let's flip that again. Why do we see that as something to add diversity? Like, is there a narrative reason for Ariel to have lighter skin? I'd, I You could argue she's under the sea, so therefore she's paler because no sun. But I think in actuality, for... Narrative, pure narrative reasons there is no reason for her to be any specific shape or color just like there's very go ahead
1: i would agree that 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 is actually she could be more tanned because when we see her in the movies and the stories she's hanging around where sailors would be so she's not in the deep part of the ocean Mm. you always see the interplay of light in her place where she collects junk and she looks up and she's like i want to be where the people are and you know, there's sunlight. There's very clearly sunlight reflecting through the water. And as we know from anybody swimming in a pool who happens to have a uh, lack of melanin, much like myself, you get sunburn, you get tan, you get anything. So imagine a, a race of people that, uh, that, over time, they adapt. It's a thing. You could have a dark-skinned creature, a, a dark-skinned, and I use creature just as as a, as a mermaid, not not a She's a mermaid. (laughs) Yeah, she's a mermaid. Um, the other thing that I would say is, and this was my argument on that was, show me a real life mermaid, and we'll depict it like that. And you know what's crazy is I've never gotten anything, so it's like maybe you should not be so fucking fragile about the the stuff. And and again, uh, Ashley, this isn't anything directed at you. This is the people on the line who are having, you know. Like I guess because a child's movie has a different character now, they're upset. I get it, but it's not that important.
0: Yeah, that's also when you think about narrative things. I because white, sorry, light-skinned and male is the default. Yeah, it is definitely the um, default because whenever you look at a PLC, any comic or superhero story, there's some narrative reason to their skin color, and I've seen very few. Very, few, I can't even name it on top of my head, but I can name to you every PLC superhero that I know that has to deal with some kind of prejudice or something with their culture or something with their just background that involves them and is important to the, to the narrative dissonance that their skin color is the way it is. Miles Morales from Spider-Man, Static Shock, Cyborg. The only one I think may be, not Hal, the other, the other Green Lantern. I forgot his name.
1: Uh, John Stewart.
0: John Stewart. I think I'm not sure. I'm not too well versed on comics, so I don't want to say for sure. Do you know? There's any about?
1: Oh yeah, no. John Stewart was in the Marine Corps,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, he he actually because of his he he was part. He was a sergeant in the Marine Corps, and he basically overcame prejudice uh, a little bit, and they they saw that because he originally, I believe, he served in Vietnam. Now, John uh, John Stewart, of course, you know, was a noble. He was depicted as the noble outsider a little bit, you know, which is, a, which is a kind of, again, it's positive, but it's also tokenism. It's like, look at this one as, a, and, and, and what that is, is that's a form of erasing a culture and, era- and, and rendering it down to a single, a single story. Like, oh, you mean this one is great. Well, why do you mean this one? Why not every, why, why not many? And, and you, you, Again, I like I. Said, I wish I could explain why that works. Uh, maybe it's fear, like you said. Maybe it's maybe it's people. Maybe it's marketing departments not wanting to risk anything. But I'll tell you what, my favorite Green Lantern is John Stewart because of the Justice League cartoon. Same. He, he he loses his ring. You know, he loses his power fighting in World War II. Going back, picks up a gun and it's like, let's do this. <laughs> and then he just lays a Nazi down. Like, <laughs> okay, there wasn't there wasn't any. He's like he's like you guys forget. I was a sergeant in the Marines prior to getting this ring. I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna work you, and it's, yes. and also the fact is that you know what's crazy is Justice League Unlimited back in what what what, what 2002 2003 mm-hmm. had an interracial relationship, hot mm-hmm. girl, and uh, and uh, Green Lantern, and then they they show these little characters they actually flesh out John Stewart's character by giving him. Like, little secrets that he didn't want everybody to know. Like how, you know, when his, his two girlfriends are talking, he folds his socks. He likes to watch old Disney movies, old Yeller being one. And his his vice is the uh, berry ice cream. They show in an episode that he, that's his one, like, his weakness is, like, he loves, you know, strawberry ice cream. And, I mean, wow, that's a little milk toast. Think about, he's not even, like, he's on the main seven, but he's not the main three. And yeah. they added that much detail to that, which I think was I think was a good idea. You know, I like, I like, I like the reason people like comics is because they tell stories and everybody wants to know more about the story. Everybody wants to know, oh, what did the hero actually do in their off time? You know, oh, did the hero is the hero always fighting, always training? Oh no, the hero sometimes likes to go out and have a cheeseburger. I like cheeseburgers. You know, Clark Kent, one of the most humanizing things of Superman is the fact that he wears glasses. He doesn't need them but he wears the glasses to prove that okay you know i i you know i'm just a normal guy like everybody else i I, I don't know i just i mentioned that
0: i think that's why i like spider-man too because spider-man to me is the most human out of any superhero i've ever seen
1: yeah i can see that i can see that argument
0: yeah because in any iteration of him this man's miserable spidey isn't happy he's not i mean he seems like he's having a lot of fun but when you think about it, maybe, and this is my, like, my headcanon here, like, when he's fighting criminals, that's really the only time he feels, like, okay about himself.
1: Well, okay, so let's see. Let's let's examine, uh, let's examine Peter Parker, Miles Morales, and, uh, Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider. Okay. So, let's, let's examine these. They're all basically the same character. They're, uh, originally weak, very, intel- very intelligent, a little off the beaten path, uh, not popular, pining after the pretty girl Mm -hmm. okay so nothing wrong with that that's great we we all understand that that's basically the nerd fantasy you know that's that's the nerd nerd uh we all they all get to eventually gain power while maintaining who they are they then make the choice that is noble and this is why spider-man is the most human in in your thing and i'll I'll give this to you is that spider-man never abuses his power he was literally beaten tormented ostracized made fun of gets the power and his only pushback is okay a little web maybe or a sarcastic comment and he chose he chooses the noble higher path because he's like because of uncle ben and uncle ben's sacrifice you know every canon you know being like hey with great power comes great responsibility uh, and and that's that's one of those things. And I, I think that I think that we we see that how he cares for Aunt May, and he, he has to he has to maintain a certain level of groundedness because if he's not grounded, well, people could come back and harm Aunt May, he could harm Mary Jane, could harm all these other people, and he's got to say he's got to protect everybody. And while there's a little bit of a hero complex there, obviously, as being a young man, because Spider-Man is often, you know, in mid-teens to late, depending you know, on where you're at, uh, in, in the story he still is like, these people are important to me, I must protect them. And so he's a very, very noble and human character.
0: Yeah, I've, I totally agree. It's, whenever I see an iteration of Spider-Man, and that's probably why I never really enjoyed, I think, Superman as much.
1: It's fine. It's not for everybody.
0: Yeah, because I don't think Superman's a bad character per se, but when it comes to Spider-Man, Again, with taking the noble path, not everyone would do that. Shit, I know me. Give me superpowers. I'm, I'm, I'm getting bank. I'm getting bank first. That's the first thing yeah. I'm doing. <laughs>
1: Again, that's 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 the that's the answer, and and you're that's because you're human. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if that's the case because the answer, and I'll we'll do this. There's there's something. How familiar are you with military interrogation tactics?
0: Um, they're horrible. That's all I know. Okay.
1: Okay. So let me. So I've I've read a bunch from Maoist China and the Viet Cong. And Soviet Union. I've read, I've read, I've read a bunch of manuals uh, because of well, I just had time at that point. So Ooh. we'll do a. So we'll start with a Soviet style interrogation. Real simple. I bang your head on a table. Shine a flashlight in your eyes. Right. Boom. Ugh. Okay. So that disorients you. Now at this point, you are a superhero. You have powers. Congratulations. If you take that money, you materially harm people you would save. Do you take that money? You know that you'll harm them by taking it. Do you take it?
0: And I'm being...
1: Meaning you're a superhero. You can get away with it. You'll be fine. Nobody can stop you. Mm. But if you take it, those people that you want to save being the hero, you will be materially harmed.
0: I'll be honest with you. For me, it depends who the people are. I'm that's not fine. a good that's person.
1: <laughs> a, that's look, that's a human answer and that's fine. I wasn't expecting perfect morality and even if you gave it to me it's fine too. But the answer is most people and when given that choice say hold on a minute. Because of the fact that there is the aspect humans like to help people. True. Humans are noble. They can be. It's the environment. It's the grind. It's the the constant need for resources. It's the constant push, push, push for excess and struggle that separates us from our more noble natures. Now I'm not saying we should go back and not have cool electronics and things like that. No, of course not. But there is a certain way to, to distribute resources such as you know universal education, uh, health, universal health care, maybe a federal jobs guarantee or a UBI program that instead of having to fight for survival, and fantasize about, you know, I just took what I wanted from the system. Everyone can live a little better life, and it'll be a kinder, gentler world. And that's what heroes do. Heroes sacrifice of themselves to help others. It's the hero's journey. For those unfamiliar with that, uh, it's Joseph Campbell, uh, the the power of myth. That's one of the things talks about the hero's journey. And and that's the thing is because we remember, uh, Spider Man has a little bit of fun with some of his powers in the movies and the comics. But he never crosses that line, crosses that line. And we see that even with Heroes for Hire, with Luke Cage and Iron Fist, while they are technically for hire, more often than not, they do the Scooby-Doo thing and are like, well, gang, let's get in there, bust some things up. And then money never appears, but it's, it's, it's something that's kind of hand-waved. They don't really worry about it because the nobility of their action eventually leads to their prosperity. And that's, 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 kind, that's kind of the thing. So I, I, I ask that, as, as for Superman, I know that it's not for everybody, because a lot of people like, well, he's overpowered, he's the Blue Boy Scout, he's the thing. But I see Superman as the paragon of virtue and morality that I should strive to be. He helps people when they need help. He's humble when he needs help. He's strong when he needs help. We remember in Justice League, we got to see that, and I keep referencing that, because it's probably the best example of Superman I've seen, where Darkseid invades Earth, and he's like, you know, I'm frustrated. I feel like the world is made of paper. I always have to be so delicate, not to lose control, because I feel like I'm gonna break it. But you, you can take it, big guy. So what we have here is a rare opportunity for me to cut loose and then work. Just worked, dark side over and 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 that's that's the thing. And and you know the idea of the man. Uh, uh, and and again, this may be a different perspective. The idea of the man being like, okay, you are to be noble and strong and restraintful when. Dealing with people who may not be able to match your force. That's why you guide people, mm-hmm. that's why you help people. And that, that's my, my idea of Superman. You know, essentially a, you know, somewhat of a Christ like figure. But that's that's again, this is these are this okay. is this is all head canon. Well, it's a little bit of canon, but it's all interpretations of superhero, which ultimately at the end of the day means we're two nerds arguing on the internet.
0: <laughs> True. But that's honestly what Aaron's for. Eric's for sharing ideas. Absolutely. I think... I think more people need to be more open to sharing and learning different ideas through the internet. Because this is an amazing time in human history. Like, we... like Ignoring 20... Going back to 2018 even. Yeah. We have the power... I can speak to someone from India directly over a voice call. And learn everything about their life. Learn everything about their perspective of India. I can speak to someone in China, in Taiwan, in England, in in detroit in la in canada canada
1: it's amazing it, it, it is it's one of those things that lets you again it's the uncle iro's philosophy of you know i can share a cup of tea with you and learn about your history talk to you about your mother and find out about your, your your grandfather and all the cool things that happen with that and my life is richer and your life is richer because you got to share your story and i get to receive your story and now i have a cool anecdote to tell somebody you know, as opposed to talking about the weather.
0: Exactly. It's... Yeah, man. And when I see people come on to internet and just spute hate or go on and just make accounts that are just derogatory and negative, like, you have an opportunity to talk to somebody who you probably don't agree with and learn something. Like, oh my god, you get a chance to learn something. This...
1: Some people, Sadomi... People, don't take, uh, don't don't take the opportunity to learn because learning at a young age, at least in America that I've understood, has always been referenced as a chore. So that like, oh, you got to read this book, you got to do this thing, you got to do this thing, as opposed to instructors and teachers inspiring that spark of curiosity. Neil deGrasse Tyson does a thing where he says like, kids are natural scientists. The fact that we have it, it's the education system that rings that love of learning out of them. If we could change the education system a little bit, maybe we'd have more love of learning. Think about how many wonderful works of art and wonderful theorems and theses and and scientific discoveries that have been crushed by small-minded bureaucratic-style teachers. And those teachers themselves, they didn't start off like, I can't wait to crush these kids. It was the system, the administrators, the rules, the regulations, which obviously some are needed, obviously. But it sucks. It's like a van an insidious little vampire, just a little bit at a time. Pulls it away. And eventually it's gone. You don't know where it is.
0: Yeah. I've my mother was a teacher and seeing all the shit that goes on from the teacher side and then me as a student back in twenty twelve. 2012 told 2012 my last year of high school. And okay.
1: I graduated in two thousand five. So that's a little bit of a difference.
0: Perfect. <laughs> cool. So we probably shared different experiences there. I remember it was a lot of tests, a lot of just doing homework. It felt a lot similar. Like I would not take say school as any different than working a nine to five job, except that you can fuck off a little bit, a lot more, and still uh, get fine.
1: Okay, so what what I'll what I'll tell you is this, is I I started school back in, oh very early '90s, right? I was born in '87. So I, st- I was born in August, so I'm a very young birthday. I started when I was five. So I started in ninety. 90- uh 90- Started right in ninety because I I missed the cut I, I was right before the cutoff. Um anyways, and I was gifted as a child. They originally thought I was retarded. And I say that retarded only as mentally retarded because I'm left handed. Mm. So so that was that. So they they put me in special education class and the uh, special education instructor was like, Are you kidding this kid's brilliant what are you talking about so so that that's one thing there now later on as we as probably when by the time you started they the kindergarten teachers were like hey check to see if they're left-handed you know maybe maybe give them a left-handed pair of scissors just to just experiment let's find out uh so that so that was that uh then uh, later on and i remember being in the fourth grade and being told that i'm gonna take a test And i was like oh great i'm taking a test they're like no no no. it's fine you don't have to worry about it there's no pass or fail and i was part of the uh start in ohio to for their proficiency and every year i had to take the control test and the proficiency test so i had to take it for practice to see if the system was right and then i had to actually take it and that was that was that and then by the time i graduated in 2005 kids who were coming up starting school in ohio at least were having to take these tests from, you know, grade two or whatever. And here's the crazy thing. The way they dictate the Department of, of Corrections and the Department of Justice, the way they dictate how many prison beds are needed is by how many kids fail the third grade proficiency Hmm. That's, that's the thing. So I, I just just a little, little, little bit of apocrypha <sighs> there which Damn. tells me that the school-to-prison pipeline should absolutely be severed. Oh, yeah.
0: That's not even a... That's just...
1: Yeah, that's just that's true. It's disgusting. Just, yeah. Are you kidding me? You know, these you set these kids up, you set these draconian rules, and then you have school resource officers that instead of being like, hey, let's deescalate. They're like, nope, cuffs going to jail. Like, oh, OK, well, I'm sure that child will have a, a absolutely lovely opinion of school now. Let, let alone, you know, the police in the place where they're supposed to be protected and guided by teachers. Sure, sure. That was a thing that really helped it.
0: And I also come from a place of privilege in the fact that I don't have any learning disabilities that I know of. I don't have any, like I grew up and my household was one of a teacher and I had free reign of whatever, like things I wanted to like read or play with or learn from. I used to go into my kitchen, in my, in my bathroom and make cleaning solutions, homemade cleaning solutions.
1: I, you you're digitizing, my friend. I I don't know if that's on me. Is anybody else hearing digitization? And yeah, that
0: was on me. My my whole my PC started to overheat again. It's doing that thing.
1: Oh. <laughs> okay. Um. I a question, Quick. Quick question. How how's the airflow around it? I'm just curious. Oh, the
0: airflow uh, is as best as it can be. It's just legit. How hot is it in here? Uh, I'm pushing like 85 in here.
1: Okay. Okay. So 85. Um. One thing I would I would recommend if you can. Uh. How much moving air is on your processor? Do you have a Do you have a liquid cooler? Or
0: an air cool. Oh, I just have three fans on them. So, it's so also, uh, my PC is it, it's not in the best shape. It it can do the job. It can do the job, but sometimes right. it does have like hiccups and things there. Um, I've had it's it's a build that was used in 2012 up till now. Okay. So it's all right. So it's think, got
1: some veteran.
0: Yeah so yeah <laughs>
1: so i am i am familiar i i'm i'm similar to you Sidomi, in the sense that you know i i have an uncle that would always give me books always give me books always let me read whatever i wanted he'd take me to borders and he would buy me he was the uncle that was the colonel of the, uh air force and worse the pentagon um and he would he would always be like oh you know you're very smart you're intelligent and my my grandfather was an engineer he would speak he came from poland in 1946 uh as part of a uh exchange program with the soviets Mm-hmm. And GE was like, "Hey, do you want to stay?" And Stalin was like, "Come back." And Chester Palasek was like, "I'm staying." So <laughs> then he did. And that's you know, that's one of the, it's one of those things. Uh, and and then uh, from there, you know, I I got to my, I got to learn almost everything. There was a moment in Ohio. You have to be 12 to decide which parent you're going to live with. After a long trial, uh, my mother, my mother and my father father was very physically and uh, spiritually abusive. I remember being told I was a sinful child, beaten, and that I was going to go to hell because I didn't love him. Uh, if you want to know how that feels, I recommend you read the poem, or the story, The Spirit by Langston Hughes. That'll give you pretty good, because I never actually felt it. And Langston Hughes in the story is crying into his pillow at night, because he doesn't, he went up and received the spirit, but he never felt it. So that's that, that's that. but I remember getting out of the court case in the city of Cincinnati getting out of there and then I had to talked to and my mother took me to a border border up in Northgate mall the local mall by where we were and she gave me a hundred dollar bill and she was like that is for books and then she gave me like another 10 I was like that is for lunch and I had one of those old Nokia brick phones at the time mm-hmm. and she's like call me when you're done and this was a school day I was, I was absolutely, it was like 11 a.m., right, and, I, and she left. And for the first time in my life, the whole universe was mine. And so I went in and I bought a couple of books on philosophy. I bought some Magic the Gathering cards. I bought a Dungeons and Dragons book. And I bought a book on, I don't know, like maybe something metaphysics. I, I don't know what it was. I, but but I, I remember reading these. Then I went to Taco Bell and got a couple of quesadillas and some Mountain Dew. And I sat there eating and reading. And when I was done eating, I called. And I went back, and it was the first time in my life I knew I was okay to learn something because my father would, if it didn't fit this box of his concept of faith, it was a sin, and mm. sins are meant to be punished because if you don't punish sins, children go to hell.
0: Yeah, i I really, tr- I really struggle when it comes to finding examples of pe- of people in my friend group who are, and I have, luckily, I have. Three friends I could think of okay. who have had positive experiences with their religion and their parents. Um, but I do, feel, I definitely hear a lot of negativity from that.
1: Well, it's, it's, it's not, it, here's the thing. Like, so me and my father right now have a pretty good relationship. Actually, there's a photo on my Twitter of him playing Beat Saber. You know, like he actually was playing Beat Saber and he's learning and he's becoming more Christ-like and less, uh, less Christian. I tell him that because he's, he's becoming, <laughs> becoming better. Like and, and he's he's understand. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, Christ, you got to understand, hung out with, in the story, he hung out with tax collectors, the disease, the poor, and whores. He was a pretty cool dude. His first miracle was turning water into wine, which I would have met him halfway and been like, water into vodka.
0: You know, it's fine.
1: <laughs> it's the same. Like, you couldn't tell if this is water or vodka. Speaking of which, it is vodka, one second. <laughs> mm. Anyways, that being said, um... You know, but he, he's becoming that. The the, the thing with, with religion is that it's dogmatic. It commands you. That's why a lot of things start with thou shalt or thou shalt not. Or there's other archaic and obscure language. And what that does is it's inscrutable. It's inscrutable. That means it's not understandable. It's not understandable. You can't question it. You can't question it. You just accept it because, hey, that's a person. That person is... The proxy for God. The proxy for God is telling me I should maybe vote to take away the rights of women to determine their own bodies. As it happens, now my answer to that is that's fine, but I'm gonna need you to pay those taxes on your on. I'm gonna need you to pay those taxes before you say another word. Otherwise, you can shut the fuck up. So you know that's, that's my answer to that. <laughs> I I have I have a uh, I have a storied history with the church.
0: Oh man, yeah, I've 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 been through. I've definitely had discussions with people who are very, I think I had the most recent discussion with somebody who was very religiously, we'll say ingrained, and you can just tell from how they were speaking, it was very, it was almost like, no matter what you said, if it was not, I salute the Lord and Savior Christ, it was a personal attack against them.
1: Oh, a lot of people people do that, and, and I'll be honest with you, when I talk to my father, A lot of times it'll be like, well, you know, Dad, I want to help people. All right, where does that come from? Well, that comes from when we evolved from apes. We were communal behavior. We saw that if we worked together, we'd have prosperity. Thus, we have a learned morality that comes from evolution. Well, where does that come from? The idea that we work together and we survive and I don't starve together. And if I help you today, you'll help me tomorrow. And if you cheat me, then I won't help you and you'll starve to death. That's where it happens. Well, now that we're humans, where does it come from? Well, the idea that I should have empathy for my fellow man. Well, where does that come from? The answer is Jesus. It's it's Jesus. It was Jesus. It was <laughs> surprise Jesus. And you know, I, I like he so, <laughs> wo知道, da 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 Jesus. I mean that that's 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 the answer and and to him. And that's his that's his faith. That's his idea, that's his thing. And as we deal with, with fanatics, and he's he's a fanatic, he is, he's not violent. Not extreme, uh, anyway, he's not violent. Uh, you you have that's what I have to deal with. So, when he's around, I, I censor myself a little bit in order to keep the conversation going. And maybe instead of telling the story about how when I was to Catholic high school, the priest never hit on me and I felt kind of shunned, and that's his loss because I would have been very giving, I don't tell that story.
0: I'm glad you don't, that would end very badly. <laughs>
1: Nah, it's fine. What's he gonna do? I'm his only son. I'm an engineer. I'm his. I'm. I'm the only male of our. My last name. And uh, what's he gonna do? Not like me? Oh no. Well, he's the one at this point who want. Who would want. Who would want the relationship? I can take it or leave it. Cause I remember all the terror and the violence and the beating and the judgment. You know, it's crazy. You, you, you ever heard of somebody named Ken Ham? I have not. Okay, Ken Ham is an Australian dude. Who preaches that the Bible is literally historically scientifically empirically true So you know Cain murdered Abel with a yep. rock. um Adam and Eve did a lot of fucking and then we're all incestuous. Um, I in Kentucky where he stationed uh was beaten in front of a crowd with my sinful mouth. My question was, where did Cain get his wife? So and I was beaten by my father at his direct, at Ken Ham's direction. Oh. So Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of those things. Fuck some people guy. may think some people may think, Nim, you know, you have an axe to grind. You really have an axe to grind. Yeah, yeah, I do. Just like the people <laughs> I, di- I I disagree with politically that I don't support or think that they're good people, that guy could also go fuck himself. I just wanna let you let you guys know. In case anybody here knows Ken Ham, let him know that my name, uh, first name being Aaron, as one of the high priests in the Bible, uh, fuck you. <laughs> so, so that's that. Well said. Oh, oh for those who, oh, it looks like my fiance is home.
0: Perfect. So uh, should we wrap this up then so you can get some time? No,
1: no, 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 she's, she's, we got a couple of more minutes. Let's okay, go. cool. Because I say, well, might as well do the two hours. We're here. True. Might as well do the two hours. True. She, uh, she is a wonderful woman who tolerates me in many ways and honestly... <laughs> I am lucky to have. Her. I
0: I knew I knew the feeling. I knew the feeling. And you don't know how you don't know the feeling until you kind of lose it. You know what I'm saying? So.
1: <laughs> I, I I have I was cheated on when I was in the Marine Corps. I was engaged to a young lady who really went above and beyond the call of duty for uh, cheating on. Her. So, that was uh, that was it's not her. She's wonderful. She's bloody perfect. Uh, so that's 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 that. She might. I think she's me Way out. She's normally not on camera because. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about you. <laughs> uh, okay. It's fine. I'll tell you when we're done. Wait. What? What up, babe? Sorry. I apologize. No. Take your time. Okay. I gotta get back to the. the I'm but... just listen, talking about oh. Oh. She's just listening to me talk about her. I said that. Okay. I'm sorry. I couldn't <laughs> hear. These headphones are great. These headphones are wonderful. These Audio-Technica headphones, which I'm not being sponsored by. But Audio-Technica, if you're listening, first off, thank you. Second, Sadomi, look at this man. Look at how look at how charismatic he is. He's listening to this rambling, crazy guy who's dressed up in a vest and tie talking on Twitch uh, this whole time and hasn't lost his mind. Honestly, <laughs> I think you should sponsor him. That's where I'm at
0: you feel free to watch this podcast those will be up as a podcast format in every podcast location Spotify, iTunes and (laughs) on speaker so (laughs) So alright
1: well I guess we we can wrap up if you really like I don't want to take up too much of your time I do want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me oh no thank you for
0: taking time to talk to me
1: you'd be amazed not many people interview me it's weird Hmm. or at least have the discussion and you know and, and it's weird like I wasn't like oh let's attack Sudomi it was more like Let's attack people I dislike because that's what I do.
0: There you go. Yeah, like I said, my the one thing I always make sure whenever I'm hosting a show is and even just talking to people in general, I know what I think. Yeah. I know that. I already know that. I want to know what everyone else thinks. I want to know what you think. And I want to know why I don't think like that and what circumstances happened t- that would explain why you think like that and also again, why I don't think in that manner and how we can find some middle ground to really see, hey, so this is how our lives have been, this is how our perspective has been, and kind of find some some new ground right there, because you know what they say, if you if you you ever play Magica, uh,
1: I played Magic: The Gathering.
0: Okay, so the the genius who made fire didn't just say I like stick. He was like, okay. I wonder what happens if I rub two sticks together. And that's essentially what I'm doing. Makes bring sense. two things together that may not be anything important to make, then the crux to make the building grounds of the entire civilization. That's the goal. All
1: right. Yeah, I, I, I can. I can see. I can see that. You know, uh, Sidomi. It, it's one of those things that, while I, while I, I'm glad to see that this is where the content came up at. Because again, everybody had we. You and I are both uh, alumni of the Ashley Christ uh, stream Coach Program. And while I, I don't know where I've ended up at I'm you know philosopher a bartender and you know as the old Monty Python song there's nothing Nietzsche couldn't teach you about the raising of the wrist basically all <laughs> philosophers are, are drunk academics circle jerking each other off uh, so that that's that's one of those things it's it's really cool to see how this this was a great podcast like I like I like talking to you oh. You know, and and it was it was wonderful because like you'd you'd say this thing and it'd be like, oh, let me just expand on that that let's blow that 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 idea up, and it was what oh, us wonderful. Plus your chat was pretty awesome.
0: Oh yeah, everyone's here is pretty. I I definitely will commend everyone who comes through the streams, everyone who's around the whole community as we call it. Um, we like to learn, we like to understand things, we like to talk, and like I, said, I never bash anyone and I get robotic there because computer doing nothing again out the, post. the
1: robot voice.
0: there we go <laughs> and it should be back there we go perfect yeah so uh nim if you want to tell people where they can find you on your streams or anything else about you before we head off
1: all right so for those who don't have an idea my name is nim or nimicry if you're feeling professional you can find me at twitch.tv slash nimicry, youtube.com slash nimicree twitter at mimicry. basically, if you see something that's uh, at Nimicree or uh, you, it's it's me, uh, I tend to engage. I run the streams and content like it would a bar or a nightclub, so feel free to chat at me. Talk anything you want. I'm willing to have a debate, and you know, if I'm not for the camera, you know, I, I usually I, we can keep it a little more civil. But when it comes to real hateful stuff, listen. Evil occurs when good people do nothing, and I'd like to think of myself as a noble, heroic soul. That means that I'm a crusader. I get out there and boom, let's smite evil. You and me together, and then we'll have a couple of drinks about it. Now, one thing I am working on, and this is a little project, I'll give this here is, I am working on a recipe book based on RPG encounter, common RPG elements that would happen. So for example, imagine what a random encounter would be like as an alcoholic beverage. This is something I'm working on. I got the outline for it done, so we'll see when that gets there. I have but, one for uh, you
0: right here. The oh, no, shit, oh, I oh shit, I didn't save.
1: Oh shit, oh that's good. I didn't, I went off straight basically D&D and tabletop tropes, but that's good. <laughs> I didn't save, uh, if I were to do it, I didn't save. So let's just, you know, lightning round this. Lightning round this, oh shit, I didn't save. I would actually use Everclear, and I would use Carbonated Water. Along with some type, uh, and and very heavily carbonated water, by the way, very like maybe a a LaCroix or something. Liquid sand, you know, it really dries you out. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would probably use maybe a a flavored syrup of some type. So, because everybody likes different things. So, for example, like let's say hypothetically you're you are a socially conscious person, you may enjoy cherry, pineapple, vanilla. Let's say you're part of uh, the people I disagree with. You enjoy the taste of boots. So I'll put some sand in there. Um, you know, and and then you can lick the shot, uh. So that that'll that'll be that. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I would do because the idea, the the reason I said that is that carbonation. The reason champagne hits you much harder and much faster is because the carbonation lets the alcohol hit your system faster. So very pure grain alcohol. You know, oh shit, I forgot to save. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> night's getting reset and you're drunk. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's Yeah, you didn't save. You forgot to save. You better hope that you put your name, your your phone number on a list so you can get drunk or your your address pinned to your shirt like a kid, oh. a little note on your pin be like, I I wanna go, I'll go there. i want to go there <laughs> And then and hopefully you don't get sick in the cab or the Uber. Cause listen, I mean if you get if I were Ubering and you got sick in my car, like I might let you fall face first. I'm just saying Like I'm gonna try to make sure you don't get like hurt, hurt. But like you're definitely gonna wake up with a headache. And,
0: Fair. And get you're out. getting that cleaning fee. Oh, I,
1: oh, god. Yeah, no, no. I'll be like, this is the worst customer. He agreed to surge pricing, plus the cleaning fee, uh, also the inconvenience fee. Also, I'm sure there's a fee for not knowing about a fee. Yep. And you know, eh, you know, it is what it is. That being said, though, Sodomi, I know that you have to go. I want to thank you for sharing your audience with me. I had a wonderful time. And again, you can find me at twitch.tv slash uh, youtube.com slash Nimicree. I do a lot of philosophy, gaming, uh, MMOs, and from time to time, we even uh, play games together.
0: Hey, well, there you heard it, everyone. Go check out Nimicree. Awesome person. If you didn't find out these past two hours, thank you again for listening to this episode of the Sodomi Show. More episodes coming soon. I love everybody here. And let's call that a night.